0: no, no, I just don't think we really want to glorify cheating. And that's just me. Again, if you want to do that. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to yet another episode of Unscripted. I am Bill Petrie, one of your hosts, and with me, as always, the Lieutenant of Lanyards, the Midshipman of Mint Tins, the Sergeant of Snugs, Dr. Kirby Hossman. <laughs> Kirby
1: how the hell are you? I'm doing fantastic it's been an amazing couple of days and I actually get a chance to be here in person with you we don't always do it that way we don't believe it or not that's a positive positive. and so I'm doing well how about you? It,
0: it's I, I'm doing great and it is a positive do you know what else is a positive Kirby? What's that Bill? That'd be the good people at Cominskew because they sponsor this fine broadcast you know we've talked about how Cominskew is the most modern and beautifully designed software to run your promotional products distributorship but if you really need to streamline your workflow and frankly Who doesn't? If you need to streamline your workflow from a presentation to the final invoice with one system, there's no better place to do that than Skew. Totally agree. You've been a customer for many years. Mm -hmm. We're a customer as well. It's one of the easiest software implementations and uses I've ever experienced. Yes. So our distributors in the audience, they should want to go visit. Uh, CommonSkew. And they to do that, they would go to commonskew.com slash unscripted. Kirby, are they going to be sorry that they did? <laughs> they will not be sorry they did. Excellent. I've learned a lot. You um, have. yes, You sorry. have. Unlike other people who don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> That's right. Um, so Kirby, thank you for having the courage to do this podcast live. We have a, a little bit of a studio audience here. We have yeah. probably uh, one or two people on Facebook live at this point. <laughs> so we've been here at Snugs and it's been an honor. I think without getting all gushy and gushy, it's been a really great time. Yeah. But I want to know what so far, and we're kind of wrapping up our, our visit here, what has been your biggest takeaway from Snugs?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So You're damn right it's a great question or I wouldn't have asked Yeah. So I'm, I really enjoyed the the tour of the factory and getting hands on and stuff like that, but I think you know one of the things that strikes me about any company, good or bad, is culture. And the, the, just the culture of happiness and joy, I get it. In, in, in every organization, there's going to be good days and bad days. But from the outside looking in, and we got a chance to kind of see how the sausage was made on the factory floor, there really is a really cool culture here. It's fun. It's creative. It's innovative. And. Um, as you said, not trying to get gushy, but it's just the experience I've had, and so that's been my big takeaway.
0: Yeah, I would I would have to agree. You know, Knowing a lot of the people at Snugs for quite a long time, I've known Jeff Anderton, I've known obviously Steve Roan and Brittany David, and a lot of the people here for, for quite some time. It's really interesting to see how their ability to for lack of a better term, and and I'm going to use the word manipulate, but that has a negative connotation, but to manipulate the culture in where people have pride. You know, we were on the factory floor yesterday, and you and I got to feel pretty dumb because we couldn't do a lot of the the very skilled work that they do on the factory floor. And I I remember turning to you yesterday. I said, man, do you get the undercurrent of happiness and joy and pride these people have? And that's what I'm going to walk away with is, is that that people feeling is, you know, and, and too often in, in our industry people don't appear to care. Yeah, people here absolutely care about not only the product but how the product is received, how the product is kept, how the product is remembered. And I think that's a very important thing.
1: Yeah, and I guess the, the, the sort of the final thought is I love turning the corner and seeing the big yellow corner and snugs on the, like it was, it is a really good way to welcome you to the yeah. place because it is, a, it's a it's shiny happy people. That's
0: <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. It's a great REM song. Yeah, I it is. a reference there. Yeah, yeah. So you got a topic you want to bring up?
1: I do, I do. So, um, in the trip out here, I was reading yep. the most recent PPB magazine. It's a really good um, uh, magazine that's put out, I believe every month, and I try to keep it up with it. It is by the
0: good people at PPAI, who
1: we're big fans of, of big course. Big fans. Uh, and so, one of the articles that was in there was uh, an article on multi-line reps. The best multi-line reps uh, were referenced in here, and there was only one that I knew and worked with, and her name's Deborah Mann. And I wanted to kind of mm-hmm. congratulate all the people on the list. Um, a I didn't know if you had a chance to see that list. Um uh, I, think, uh, I have not. Okay, so it's one of those things where I think multi-line reps are it's a it's a really interesting part of our industry that it you know, you don't always think of them. Yeah. And so I uh, wanted to kind of get your take on, you know, the life of a multi line rep and then also, you know, who you think is doing it right. I,
0: I think the the life of a multi-line rep is challenging. Yeah. It's a real challenging and I think you know, the ones I know and have been close with the most successful ones keep the same lines year after year mm-hmm. after year. You know, so they're almost like factory reps yeah. for those lines. Right. And I know it serves a very important function in the industry. To do it right, I think it, it's just like anything else in our industry. This is still very much a relationship business. Right. And, you know, it, it, I, I think it's harder because as a factory rep, you're just representing one one company. Yeah. When you're a multi line rep, you're Sometimes we're representing three, four, five, up to six or seven. I know some would do that. And I think there's a cap. I think after, yeah. after six, you really become ineffective. Yeah,
1: personally. I don't know how you
0: could possibly be effective. I, I don't yeah. either. As far as people who are doing it right, I will tell you the couple that come to mind are uh, a good friend of mine from Chicago. And I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the magazine here, and it reminded me, Chris Sinatra, yeah. um, who's been a multi line rep for a long time. Gerard Stefano. Um, He's in the Northeast, one of the first people I actually met in the promotional products industry, but I like Gerard a lot. And then um, uh, Mark Chipchase, I think, does a really nice job. Mark Chipchase really does a good job. Again, but I think it's actually the hardest job in the industry because... They have to, they, you know, they don't go to one sales meeting a year, they go to six. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I've talked to them, you know, during the fall and they're going, I'm going to this sales meeting, then I'm going to that sales meeting, then yeah. I'm going to this sales meeting. Uh, oh, one more I want to mention is Corey Shropfer from Bridge Marketing. Mm-hmm, yeah. Corey's really Corey's great. great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey and John Bugley is partner, a business partner. They do a great job too. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things, you start mentioning people and yeah. then it's like, shit, I'm leaving somebody out. Yeah,
1: of course, of course. I'm so leaving you something. out. Yeah, but, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah, we actually, it, what, one of the things, obviously the article made me think of it, but we had a um, uh, meeting with a multi-line rep this week, Matt Isold, and he's one of those guys that I kind of call out on a regular basis just because yeah. he's like, whenever somebody in our area is like, hey, I need a, a rep, Matt comes to mind, he's just positive, he's energetic, he knows all his lines backwards and forwards, and uh, and then Kent Getz, he's another one that pops into my head, um, and I think multi reps occupy an area that you don't, like not everybody knows mm-hmm. them, and, but they, they really do. Play an important role in the industry. Oh, huge role yeah.
0: in the industry. I mean, it's the industry. There's suppliers that can't afford factory reps, and that's yeah. not a bad thing. It's just a reality of the economy. And do you have the ability to have someone professional represent your line in front of distributors? Pretty important. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So you're done with that topic. Sarah? I am done. Excellent. So social media. Yes, you're a big social media guy. Mm-hmm. You and I am too. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I'm I'm no problem saying I've built you know, brand debate before Assaulted to Promo Corner on social media, on content marketing. But you have a pretty big team. Mm-hmm. How, What? what is the limit you have for them spending time during the business day on social media?
1: No, that's a good question. Again, uh, of course it is. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, you know, I, I don't really monitor it that closely, if I'm okay. honest. I mean, because I'm expecting them to... Um, be a brand ambassador yeah. for our company. Now, I will say that on the brewery side, I have said, look, if we've got customers uh, at the bar, I don't want you on your phone, regardless right. of what you're doing, because I think that's disrespectful to the customer at hand. But while they're at work, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, if I saw that they were posting 27 times a day, on, then yeah, I think that would become an issue. But yeah. I think for the most part, I expect them to be connected to the outside world and the way I'm connected to the outside world, I, I tell people all the time, I don't watch the news. I, yeah. I legitimately don't. Yeah. I don't watch the news. I don't watch the weather. I find out about that on Twitter and Facebook. It's just the truth. And um, so for me to say that my employees should be any different I think would be a little bit hypocritical. So I yeah. don't, we don't have a policy in place. I guess, so I have a policy in place. It's that um, we had one employee who was a really good employee that made a an egregious error. On social media, at one point, and they had to be let go. And so, my rule essentially is: don't insult uh, kids. Don't insult. Is
0: this, kids. is this just for social media, or do you actually translate that in your real life too? Uh, so I, I,
1: well, just I, clarifying. Kind of, no, I think, I think s- everybody s- wants to know. I think it? social media. When I get through the whole thing, if you would shut up and let me finish, you would understand. I will shut up and uh, let you finish. <laughs> so, it, 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 don't insult kids. Don't insult your bosses. Don't insult your clients. Don't insult your clients' kids. And don't insult your bosses' kids. And don't do all of that in one post.
0: That's the rule. Well, and you had someone <laughs> do that in I one did post. In
1: one post. <laughs> so I was more
0: thinking of someone who maybe has good intentions. Yeah. And you're, I understand. Yeah. totally what you're saying because I don't have a policy either. Yeah. You know, I think that's, you, you go in any sales situation, you go where the people are. Yeah. The people live on social media. You have to be there, you have to be present. But I think there comes a point where it's too much, somebody trying to, you know, answer every question on Facebook or be present at every possible thing. Sure. And, and you know, I, I have had people work for me in the past where it's clear they're spending way too much time on social media and not doing their job. Sure. Um, so there's a brand ambassador part of it that's very important. Mm-hmm. But there's also, hey, do your job, please. Yeah, sure. Because if you don't do your job, you will not have an opportunity to be ambassador to (laughs) this brand much more.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. But I think that that there is, like, it's a moving target for me, right? I think it's for everybody. Yeah, because, again, I think that if, um, you know, Dustin is often on social media, he's the person who edits this podcast, and he's out looking for social content to share, not only for us, but for our clients. Right. And it's like, so how do I even monitor? Are you looking at fitness stuff? Because right.
0: But that's part of his job, though, too. 100%. But I totally get it. Yeah. I totally so get it. So it's
1: a moving target.
0: Okay. Sure. So I just want to get your take on that because, again, social plays such a big role. And obviously what we do, but there is a point of diminishing returns, yes. too. Yeah, for sure. And it, it is a moving target because there is no hard and fast rule.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, okay. So you just did a presentation today on, <clears throat> it had many facets, but removing friction is a big piece of that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So one of the things we talk about different issues that we have within our business and then, but I make it a point never to throw anybody under the bus about it, but because I'm on the distributor side, I want to bring up uh, specific examples. So here's a, here's a friction. Okay. okay. So we, uh, recently, um, I won't even tell the item cause I just don't want to, uh,
0: Code. Item X.
1: Yeah, item X. Uh, client wanted to order uh, 700 item X. Okay. Okay. So on the website, the uh, supplier had a special for 250 mm-hmm. pieces. Okay. At 36 cents, and 500 pieces for 30 cents.
0: By the way, everybody right now is going okay.
1: How can I figure out they had yeah. 250 okay. items or okay. that? Had- so we ordered 700. Okay. So they came back and said you have to order increments of 500. Okay. Okay. Except that your minimum quantity is 250. Right. So that's weird. Um, And we had priced it at the 36 cent price. So we went with the higher price. So we weren't trying to gamify the system or anything like that. Right. Well, they said, no, you can't do that. And so I said, okay. So if I place an order for 250 originally and then 500 more, that's okay. Mm-hmm. They said, "Yeah, just go ahead and place that order." So then they wrote back and said, "No, you can't because you have to order in 500 increments," <laughs> and so they made me place two separate POs. Yeah. So I guess I'm asking: Is this a place where they've added friction? Because um, it feels like they're making it really hard to buy the product. Well, yeah,
0: it's like what I was talking about today. You know, they make they're make, You're trying to give them money. Yes. You are also their sales force, yeah. so you are saying, "I want some samples to give out." To basically sell your product, right? No, this was an order. Oh, this is an order, I'm sorry. Yeah, this so was an order. You're trying to so then that's even worse, <laughs> yeah. right? So you're placing an order and the minimum is 250? Well, not really. Except that it is. But it's only not 250. No, but it's not.
1: <laughs> not, you not order it's you. Yeah.
0: They're making it difficult for you yeah. to give them money. And yeah. and I would guess, assuming this isn't a product you could easily find elsewhere mm-hmm. or a comparable product. Would you go to that supplier again? So I would say that,
1: that this is one of those things that I, I just feel like they got in their own way. Well, absolutely, it, and, and, and and I say that to say this is a good supplier, by the way. Like and and but absolutely. they've created a rule for themselves, and they won't allow themselves to get out. Like you made up the rule. Well, you, like you're the one saying it has to be fine. Well, here's the business. thing: you just have changed your
0: mind. Here's the thing: you have someone at a whatever level you were dealing with yeah. who had clearly the inability. Or they—they they, they have not been. Um, they're not allowed to think for themselves. Sure. And say this doesn't make sense. Yes, let's move this through the system. Do you know someone at that company at a higher level where you've maybe brought this up?
1: So I did. Okay. And I called the actual sales rep yep. for this specific company and said, "Hey, this is so absurd. If you could just pick up the phone and fix this." And they yep. called back and said, "No, that they couldn't no. they couldn't." <laughs> so I, I say that you know I think so many times when we are both distributors and suppliers it's like this is one of those moments where i think we butt heads because we think oh man the other side just doesn't understand it right some level of empathy on both sides like i this this tour yesterday told me i have so much more respect for people printing lanyards right because i clearly can't do it but the other side is my customer is never going to understand when you tell me that they can't order 700. Right. It does. And, oh, and this was my favorite part. They said, well, it says that in the catalog.
0: So now you're <laughs> supposed to go from the website to the catalog cross-reference to make sure that everything's in congruence with each other? Yeah. So Awesome. Yeah, that, that is, <laughs> see, that would, regardless of relationship or not, that would, that may, it was so difficult. Yeah. Uh, the way you described it, I would consider not using that supplier again. And I'd say, hey, I'm going to tell you this right now, sales rep, friend of mine or whatever. I'm not doing this again. This makes no sense. Do you know how much time I (laughs) wasted on this?
1: Yeah. Well, again, one of my rules is never, rule number two in my life is never argue with an idiot. They'll drag you down to their level and then beat you with experience. Right. And this was one of those moments where I felt like I'm arguing with an idiot. And you got your ass kicked by Yeah, I did. I totally did. So we ordered 750 with two separate POs. made total sense. That's ridiculous. (laughs) That's ridiculous. All right.
0: Yeah. Just a quick one. So I know in Coshocton, you're you're a pillar of the community. You are. You shake your head at that. But you are. And we've talked about that. So you can shake your head all you want, but it's factual. I know you're asked to do a lot of charity events Mm -hmm. in the area. And I know you're asked to participate in terms of serving on boards and committees, sure. you're also asked to provide product.
1: Sure. Which do you prefer? Oh, that's a, I, I think that I, it depends on the situation. Depends on the, the, the board, it depends on the thing, but like, if it's just a, and it, oh, I guess it depends on which company's being asked, right? Sure. Right. And so, um, so, you know, there are some things, and it goes back to the whole, rule that I have, if it's not, hell yes, it's no. If it's something I'm really passionate about, um, our local chamber I'm really excited about. And I like the leadership and I like what they're trying to do. And so I volunteered to be on the board, even though I've kind of backed off of a bunch of other boards because I'm really passionate about it. Um, Candidly, the easy way is to do product.
0: Well, sure. I mean, right. that's that's you know that. You yeah. can order it unless you order it from the supplier you did before. You were talking about before, you could get it quickly and easily. And yeah,
1: of course. And so I would say if we actually keep a closet full of things that are, hey, these are a little nicer items, mm-hmm. and so if they need a door prize or they need whatever, we have those on, on Ready hands. Ready to go. Just, hey, if, when in doubt, don't call me. Mm-hmm. You know, the team has the... Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I always tell them they have the ability to make that decision. They never do. They always call me. But they have the ability to say, here, give them an umbrella, give them a this, give them yeah. a that. Um, and those are the easy ones. Um, but one of the things I'd say is, um, you know, where, where we add the most values is our time. And so yeah. that's where it's the hardest to make decisions. And that's where
0: I would say, too, kind of the same thing, you know, it depends on the cause, right? Because right. time is, is far more, usually to charities, it's far more valuable. Time and effort is far more valuable than... 300 decks of playing cards or yeah. a couple tumblers or whatever like that. Yep. So I, I happen to agree. And by the way, I have a charity event in Nashville. I'd like to talk to you about, I'd like three kegs of beer okay. from the Hossman Brewing Company. Okay. I, at no charge.
1: Okay. Awesome. Is it just the, the charity is just the Bill Petrie Foundation?
0: You know, I'm not sure <laughs> I'm not sure the name of the charity is really important right now. Um, what's important is that we get those three kegs of beer. Okay. You know what else is important, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That'd be our friends who are on trend with decoration style at Gold Star. That's right. They are the leaders in every trending style. When you talk about Ever Smooth Ink, I love my Ever Smooth Ink pen. I know you do. I, look, at it. look look at that. You're looking at me right now. Have you ever seen anyone write smoother than that? And the answer is absolutely no, don't answer it. I answered it for you. So if you're looking for the all inclusive pricing, right, you don't want to talk about doing it easy. All inclusive pricing. I love so there's that. no the, the setup charges, the decoration charges, all included. Yes. Free ground shipping. Go to goldstarpens.com slash unscripted. Kirby, will they be sorry they did? They will not be sorry they did. I didn't think so. So we're at fill in the blank? Yes. You want to go ahead and start us off, or you want me to go? Go. Go. All right, so this is your first visit to the great Salt Lake City, correct? Yes, that's, that's correct. You can applaud. We have a live audience. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> this is your first visit to salt lake city the first word that comes to mind is majestic
1: whoa like i mean literally as you're <laughs> flying over the mountains and it was interesting because i had never done it and you you kind of make the the turn mm-hmm. you kind of come it's like you just barely clear the one mountain and then you make the turn to come in yeah. it's like every place you look is just beautiful now i've been here for two days and i left it was 21 degrees mm-hmm. right now i think it's like 70 degrees out that automatically puts me in a better mood, Yeah, but man, we've talked about it several times. Every place you look, it's beautiful. All
0: right. I, I, I have nothing to add to that.
1: Okay, fair enough. So you are, your airline of choice is? American, American airlines. airlines. Okay. Yes. So the reason that you are uh, so dedicated or whatever to American Airlines is?
0: Laziness. Um, <laughs> There. So, I grew up in Dallas, Okay. and when I started traveling for business, I had a choice, either American Airlines or Southwest. Okay. At the time, there was something called the Wright Amendment in place. When the DFW airport was built, the Speaker of the House at that time was Jim Wright. Okay. And they put in a rule that any plane out of Love Field carrying more than 56 passengers for a period of I think 25 years or 30 years, if it carried more than 56 passengers, it had to stop in another city or a contiguous state before moving on. So living in Dallas, if I wanted to fly to Chicago, for example, I'd have to fly to Houston. Then I'd fly to Chicago if I flew Southwest. So talk about friction. Yeah. So when living in Dallas, that's Americans' hub. So I would fly direct everywhere. When I moved to New York, they had a hub at, at LaGuardia. I'd fly direct everywhere. When I moved to Chicago, they have a hub there. I fly direct everywhere. Now I live in Nashville, and I'm a connection fool. The only good thing about it is um, that's how I get my status. Now, not by miles, but by number of connections. So I'm loyal because I've got a million miles on there. And every once in a while, I I got upgraded on the way out here. Nice. Yeah, and I actually got upgraded for tomorrow for my 6 a.m. flight, which Brittany David said was gross. (laughs) That it's it's that early. And it is pretty pretty Um, gross. I'll give you that. So it, it's laziness. I know I'll get to a point where I'm not traveling enough to justify continuing it, but I'm too lazy to deal with it right now. That's fair. All right, Kirby. Let's throw a curveball at you. Awesome. The best Tom Hanks movie of all time is...
1: Forrest Gump. Okay. Forrest Gump is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. All right. So that that one... And, and now, I will say, that I actually think that we're living through a time where we're going to look back and think that Tom Hanks is... One of the best actors of our time. I mean, he, like you look at when you start to line up movies. I mean, I've forgotten about great like Philadelphia mm-hmm. is one of those movies. You're like, holy crap, that's, I mean, disturbing but fantastic. And like by the way,
0: back to back, those were two like film a year apart. I yeah. Mean,
1: well, and again, he the thing that's interesting to me mm-hmm. is in all those roles, that and this is what great actors do is they become like he was Forrest Gump. He yeah. wasn't Tom Hanks. He he was. That was a 10 year old boy that played in big. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I'd say four Scott I
0: thought you were going to go all in on Turner and Hooch, so I'm <laughs> very, very happy
1: that you didn't yeah, do that. That's right. That was probably not his best. No. No, that was probably not. Bachelor his best. party? Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Um, okay. The thing so far that you have gotten the most from on this trip is.
0: It sounds lame, but it's relationships, okay, right? I mean, you know we, we you spend time with people, and it's limited time. And we've been almost confined and living with people <laughs> for the last twenty four hours. and there's a certain degree of closeness that you get. and I, and I like that. it's it's uh, Steve Rohn's laughing over there, which is making me very <laughs> tense. Um, but there's a certain degree of closeness now. I mean, we've all shared this experience of this whirlwind trip. And it's something I know we'll bring up to Kathy and to Steve and to Brittany and everybody in the room. So,
1: I'm I'm excited. I I, I to me it's a relationship. Yeah, I kind of thought you'd bring up getting beat by me at Top Golf, but I mean that's fine. The relationships, that's good. I didn't want to bring that up, Kirby,
0: <laughs> for a very specific reason. I don't pride. Think- <laughs> no no i just don't think we really want to glorify cheating and that's just me and if you want to do
1: that i'm not going to stop you talent does not equate to cheating oh that is it.
0: not talent sir <laughs> all right kirby did i ask that one or did you no you did okay I did. kirby you're on the road for a family vacation you're hangry you're not just hungry you're hangry mm-hmm. you stop at blank to eat
1: oh man um i I'm a big believer on the road in franchises. I know what I'm going to get. Um, so if if it were me, it would probably be McDonald's. Okay. Uh, I, the coffee's always the same. The Big Mac's always the same. Um, but I think if I were with the family, we'd probably end up at Hardee's. Hardee's? Hardee's, yeah. All of us... You know, I've got some fairly finicky eaters, but for whatever reason, when it comes to fast food, we can all find that out. Either Hardee's or Subway. Those are the two, our two go-to's. right. You got one more? I do. Um, so over the next quarter, the thing that you're
0: most looking forward to is? Settling into our new digs in Nashville. We just um, got in there, and it's been four years since I've habitually gone to an office, yeah. and, and I've missed it. Um, I like working from home, certainly the freedom is great, but, you know, when my kids get home at 3.30, I don't like my day ending, and mm-hmm. so moving back into a space and where there's those accidental collisions that, that result in creativity, totally. I'm so excited about that, so, you know, we're, we're going to have an open house on May 7th, um, hopefully a couple of people will show up, we're going to put that out on Facebook, um, and that's in conjunction with our friends at CommonSkew, they're, yes. they're going to help with that. but. It's just settling into that office and getting into that routine. I'm real excited about that. So
1: yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. And I mean, we talked about it with with here with the uh, kind of the innovative and fun culture that's here at Snugs. Yeah. It's funny. I remember everybody moving to the well, everybody can work from home environment. Yeah, and I just remember at the time when I was creating. Marketing, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to. I want to create an environment that I want to go to where I like the people well, I work with, and that I think that's where you get your best work done. Well,
0: and that's kind of thing, you know. The, the I don't have a start time and end time. Right. I want to create an environment where people want to be there. Right. And so if somebody needs to go home at three o'clock because they got to take care of their kid, please do that. Yeah. But I want you to want to be here. Yes. You know that's the thing. I want you to want to be here. And you know what else I want Kirby? What's that, Bill? I want more common skew. I want more common skew in my life every single day. For sure. So if our distributor listeners yeah. and supplier listeners feel the same way, and gosh darn it, they should. They should. They need to go to commonskew.com slash unscripted because you know why, Kirby? Why is that, Bill? They won't be sorry they did. They will not be sorry. Kirby, anyway. thank you for again having the courage to do this live podcast with our good friends at Snugs. Here, around yeah. Thanks for the hospitality. Yeah, the hospitality has been great. We had a great time. I think we're about to go apply some labels to hand sanitizer. Yep. And then, more importantly, there's going to be axe throwing tonight.
1: Yes, that's right. And that sounds dirty, but it's not. Oh, it's not? <laughs> it's not. All You're right. going to go anyway. It's
0: I'll not. go anyway. All, All right.
1: right.
0: See you later, Kirby. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at Promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.